0: And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Today, I am gonna talk about disentangling thoughts through prayer and journaling, and I'm gonna share just a little tiny, uh, real life type journal entry called Loud Footsteps. As we are all aware, life comes with heavy moments and heavy feelings and heavy emotions. There is a lot of beauty in this life, but there are also some really difficult seasons where we wrestle in our minds and sometimes to a far greater degree than others. Years ago, and I've quoted this um, on the podcast before, and I've shared this in the book, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. But years ago, I heard Raymond Woodward quote Dawson Trotman, who said, thoughts disentangle themselves as they pass through the lips or the fingertips. And this is so, so absolutely true. And so I just want to process through that for a few minutes today. Thoughts passing through our lips is prayer they're directed towards God and thoughts passing through our fingertips is journaling and these are both great ways to take what's going on in your brain especially when you're dealing with really heavy stuff and process it first of all it's free it is absolutely 100% free it doesn't require anybody but you you don't have to schedule it try to coordinate calendars you can talk through all your issues, or your struggles, or whatever's going on in your brain without needing to bring anybody else into it. Now, there's a time and a place to do that. But I think that's one huge pro for prayer and for journaling. And number three, you can do it anywhere. You can talk or write, talk to Jesus or write in your car, by your bed, by your couch, in your chair. Um, you can talk to Jesus anywhere. Um, We know that really the mind is the primary battlefield where the enemy wages war in the lives of Christians. Our mind and our emotions are the place where he most often attacks us. And a lot of times we think it's just us, right? We think it's just the circumstances. And most of the time, these things come into our lives really just as thoughts, but they must be disentangled and they must be dealt with. They must be disengaged and disarmed. And these thoughts can come in so many forms. It could be fear, dread, anxiety, this just sense of dread of the future. It could be hopelessness. It could be despair, despondency. It could be offense. It could just be a particular person that has just hurt you so deeply or offended you and you're wrestling with unforgiveness or bitter anger toward them. It could be jealousy, comparison, insecurity. It could be personal pain from things you have walked through, maybe regret from decisions that you've made. It could be unbelief or doubt. I'm sure there's a lot of other forms that these thoughts take in our minds. And oftentimes they come in the form of lies from the enemy, um, or he'll just plant a seed thought and our flesh will take off with it and grow it, so to speak. And when we are struggling with any of those things that I just mentioned, prayer and journaling will help. I can tell you from personal experience, they will help. And I wanna be clear, there is a time and a place to talk to people. There's a time to get pastoral counsel. There's a time to get professional help. But prayer and journaling will certainly get you a good bit down the road. There are days where I've just felt like I couldn't go on. But if I can just pour my heart out before the Lord, talk through the things that I'm facing or the things that I'm dealing with, it is a remarkable and so unbelievable, the person who walks out the other side of that prayer closet. God is so faithful to help us work through difficult feelings and difficult emotions and difficult thoughts. So first, let's just talk a little bit about processing through prayer. We know, again, that our mind is the primary battlefield Thoughts are, and, and emotions are a huge part of spiritual warfare. And when Paul talks about spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6, he concludes with prayer. So he gives them the whole, this breakdown of spiritual warfare. And he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against real life people, but against principalities. Against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And then he tells them to put on the whole armor of God. And we know the pieces of the armor of God are the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. You have the preparation of the gospel of peace on your feet, you take the shield of faith. And you take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then he concludes by saying this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer is really a primary tool in disarming the tactics of the enemy, bringing down the strongholds that he's trying to build in our minds. It is a massive key in bringing thoughts captive. Again, we process through a lot of things. Sometimes just verbally processing things helps you to recognize lies or declare truth. It is a powerful, powerful, powerful tool. And prayer is a huge piece of winning the battle that we all face at differing degrees on different different days in our minds and so number one processing through prayer number two processing through journaling journaling and i've said this before but it's not a requirement for daily devotions i have just been such a beneficiary of this powerful habit i'm sure you're aware that i love journaling and i highly recommend it it has been a massive blessing in my life again a lot of times just for documenting things that god shows me in his word um oh, I wanna go on a bunny trail so bad right now about something that God showed me yesterday, but I'm gonna just skip it um, because I have a little bit of ground to cover here. The value of journaling is verified by research and there is a compelling case statement for incorporating journaling into your daily routine. And maybe if you can't do it daily, when you are dealing with overwhelming thoughts, when you are dealing with just this flood of emotions, It is a good idea to get a paper and pen out and just get your heart, get your brain, get your mind on a piece of paper, get it all out. So much of the power of both prayer and journaling is that it takes that mixture in our brain and helps us sort through it. It disentangles it. So there's an article, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I've referenced this before, but it was in the New York Times. There's a doctor, Dr. James Pennybaker, and he just says writing is a powerful tool to organize overwhelming events and make them manageable. The mind torments itself by thinking about unresolved issues. By translating the experience into language, people begin to organize the structure and surge of overwhelming thoughts. Once organized, they are easier to resolve. And so there's a lot of other um, things that journaling is beneficial for. But when you're facing deep, fear or personal pain or worry or other difficult thoughts, it is so important to learn to process them through your lips to God in prayer or through your fingertips. And as I was thinking about this episode, I was just reminded of how David and the Psalms, other writers in the Psalms are such an example of this. The Psalms were prayers. They were also written I count the Psalms really as journals in a lot of senses. And I could give you example after example of this where whoever is writing is working through these incredibly deep emotions. And then there will be a word like yet or but. And it's so amazing how just talking through the issues, talking through the struggles, at some point transfers over to talking about the goodness of God. I'm just going to read a few examples Psalm 22 says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, "Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and I am not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. It was like at some point in talking through the issues and the situations that they were dealing with that that gave way to praise and to truth and to a higher reality psalms 28 is another example of this it says to you i will cry O lord my rock do not be silent to me lest if you are silent to me i become like those who go down into the pit and he just continues on But then in verse 6, he says, Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. The Lord is their strength. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Psalm 77, this is a psalm of Asaph. He talks about so many dark emotions, he says in the day of my trouble I sought the Lord my sore ran in the night and ceased not my soul refused to be comforted skipping down a little bit he says will the Lord cast off forever will he be favorable no more is his mercy clean gone forever does his promise fail forevermore has God forgotten to be gracious has he in his anger shut up his tender mercies But then he stops in verse 10 and he says, This is my infirmity. I will remember the years of the Lord's right hand. I will remember the works of old. Surely I will remember the works of old. And he closes out with praise. And again, it was just that transition at some point in talking through and writing through very difficult thoughts and emotions that there was a transition to seeing the goodness of God and to praising God. One of the other things that David does a lot in Psalms, we read these phrases, oh, my soul. He talks to and communicates with himself. He examines his soul. Psalm 42, 5 and 11 say, Why are you cast down, oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, for he is the help of mine countenance. Sometimes you just have to make up in your mind that you are not going to be dominated by negative emotions, You're not going to be ruined by the crippling tactics of the enemy. You're not going to allow thoughts and emotions to dominate you. And a lot of making that decision is processing through it verbally or with a pen with Jesus. We are told to pour out our hearts before the Lord. Psalm 62, 8 says, Trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your heart before the Lord. God is a refuge for us. And in Lamentations 2, 19 It says, pour out thine heart like water before the Lord. And I really believe this is a big key in our Christian life. Prayer is for a lot of things. We're not discussing all the reasons for prayer today. But God does invite us to cast our cares on him, to bring our anxieties to him, to complain, pour out our complaint before him. God wants that from us. He wants reality. He wants truth. He wants to know our struggles. That's where intimacy and relationship with him is formed and fostered and deepened and strengthened. And I just wanted to remind you of that today. Don't be afraid to disentangle all the crazy thoughts in your brain through your lips in prayer directed to God or through your fingertips in a journal. Today, I'm going to read a little tiny entry. This is very simple. I call this really a real-life entry called Loud Footsteps. Just a reminder to keep walking to the throne. Real Life Loud Footsteps Waking up with an ambiguous annoyance with a few people. Waking up with an ambiguous sense of dread feeling like I have no love in my heart, just a lot to process. So much there and no time to get into it. Anyways, I wrote all of that to say this, your steps to your place of prayer are loud. The enemy says, oh, you feel X, Y, or Z sort of way. You aren't worthy to sit at Jesus' feet. He plants seeds of annoyance, frustration, fear, and the like, and then uses it as proof that we shouldn't bother bringing those thoughts attitudes and feelings to Jesus. He insists those are disqualifiers, but they are not. Bringing all those cares, burdens, irritations, and even sins to Jesus is exactly what we need to do and it is the remedy for those things. I refuse to be disqualified by things that Jesus is the only solution for. I will haul all this stuff down my stairs, through the house, and into his presence. And those footsteps are loud. The enemy hears them. He knows I'm going to the throne room again, unworthy, undeserving, but here. He will not stop my footsteps to the couch. He will hear my footsteps to the couch, and they are very loud to him. This is something that I've discovered over the years. The enemy loves to take our struggles or our failures or whatever it may be that particular day, maybe just those thoughts that are burdensome to us, our worries, and convince us that they disqualify us from going into the presence of God. And God does want us to deal with those things, but there is nothing that disqualifies you from bringing your needs, your cares, your burdens, your frustrations to the feet of Jesus, and that is where you can best process through it. And so today I just wanted to talk a little bit about taking all that stuff that can infiltrate our minds and learn to process it with a pen, with your prayers. This is again, is a massive piece of overcoming things that would seek to poison you or seek to ruin you. Just get alone with Jesus. He's invited you to share the deepest things that you'll ever think, disentangle your thoughts, through your lips and through your fingertips. Pour out your heart before him. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 happy Friday.